Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning, everyone. How are we all, how are we all this morning? We good? I'm excited about today being have the opportunity to share. I just want to thank uh, Pastor Benar and Pastor Charlie for giving us the opportunity to be able to share this morning. We are blessed to have amazing senior pastors. Just encourage you to, while they are having these next few weeks off on break, I just pr- encourage you to, to be praying for them. Um, be lifting them up in prayer um, because we're going to continue running in 2022. And how crazy is it? We're almost halfway through this month. Well, we are halfway through this month already. Uh, before we know it, we'll be into February and um, getting in through uh, the year. So I am, uh, as I said, um, I am excited to be able to, to share with you today. I feel there's a word um, on my heart that, that God has given me to be able to share with you guys that's going to encourage you this morning. But um, as Libby just said as well, just want to welcome uh, you, our visitors here today. It's so great that you're here today. Um, I'm believing that it is, um, it is not by accident that you're here, that God wants to speak to you this morning also. And for those who are listening online, welcome and for those that listen at another point, when you listen, once again, I believe that the word today is going to be encouraging to you also. Um, so yes, before I get into the word, I just want to clarify, Pastor Benai mentioned that I was turning 45 the other week. That is not true. Uh, that is uh, not far from it. Um, but um, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm not 40 yet. Not 40 yet. I'm in my last year of my 30s. Last year of my 30s, and some of you are like, whoa, he is old. Um, and some of you are like, whoa, that feels like a lifetime ago when I was that age. Um, so, yes, I just wanted to clarify that this morning. As Libby said, my name's uh, Pastor Nat, so I'm one of the pastors here at our church, and I've been here, been able to be a part of this amazing church family all my life. This church has been the only church that I've ever been a part of. And I love that I've had the opportunity to be able to grow up as a young um, kid, to being a teenager, to being an adult now, and having um, my own kids grow up in this church. Never underestimate the power of being planted in the house of God. Cool. Are we ready this morning? Now, Pastor Joel was um, sharing with us in the, um, in the prayer meeting this morning, which, by, w- by way, just want to encourage you, come along to the morning prayer meeting. Come along. You don't have to be just, it's not just for the volunteers, it's for our whole church family. We know that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So I just encourage you to come along to that also. But yes, this morning, I'm going to be um, sharing on, and we'll put that title um, up there. Thanks, Dave. And, and this morning I'm going to be preaching on um, building our lives upon Jesus. Building our lives upon Jesus. It, it is so important that our, um, that our foundation, that our life will be built upon the rock. And Jesus Christ is the rock. Amen. We know that the last couple of years you know it's, it's been a, it's, it's probably been some of the toughest times for a lot of people and i believe you know and even as the church i've uh, i've seen you know not just people in this church but people like the church around the world a lot of people have been um i suppose been been struggling finding it challenging and i just wanted this morning's word is an encouragement to strengthen us again because uh, in, in the Word of God, it, it speaks about that we are not of those who shrink back. We are not called to be those who shrink back. And the church, Celebration Church, you as an individual, are called to be bold and courageous. Um, over this last week, I've, I've been reading uh, the book of Acts. And it's, so, it's such an encouraging uh, book. Um, when you read about the early church... And you see that in times of um, challenging times or persecution, that the church kept on growing. And I believe that 
the church is called to continue to grow. Not because we want to see, you know, um, we, we want to have the biggest church in the town. No, we're called, we're called to, see, um, to see people come to know Jesus because we're called to go out and to share the gospel. Amen? We're called to see people come to know Jesus. And this morning, I believe that, you know, some of you here, some of you may have forgotten that, actually, that God has actually called you. That he's called you for a reason. Some of us here may have forgotten that. Some of us here may not have never even known that, that, we've, that we're actually called for a reason. This morning's for you. God wants to remind you that you're actually called for a reason. I wanted to remind us that today that, we're, that we are called to build our lives upon Jesus. That, that is, that, that is the, the, the outcome or the result that today is that if you can walk away going, I'm called to live my, build my life upon Jesus. And even more than that, we walk away going, Jesus, I'm going to build my life upon you. When I walk out of this place, I'm going to keep going and I'm just going to continue to build my life upon you. And today I believe that God wants to resettle. He wants to refocus. He wants to realign. He wants to reaffirm. And he wants to revive you here this morning. I'll say that again. He wants to resettle. He wants to refocus, realign, reaffirm, and revive you this morning. Why don't we just close our eyes and just going to open in prayer and we'll continue to go in on in the word this morning. Father, we just thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you for your church. Lord, we thank you that we can come together as a family and honor you. Lord, we thank you that we're called not to just to, to live and, and breathe you just on a Sunday, but each and every day. So, Lord, would you just encourage us this morning? May you resettle us, may you refocus us, realign us, reaffirm us, and revive us today upon who we are called to be and upon what Celebration Church is called to be. Holy Spirit, we invite you in this place. We welcome you. And Jesus, we thank you that you're the King of kings and Lord of lords. And Lord, upon you, Lord, we, we, we would long to build our lives. In your mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Kez is just going to keep um, playing the, the keys uh, for us uh, this morning. If you didn't know that, uh, Kez, is, she's, that's my wife over there. So um, she, she is punching, I know. Um, she is very blessed. Okay, it's the other way around. I'm the one that's punching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that look that she gave me is just like, it didn't look like anything to you, but I could read what she was saying inside in those eyes. And, and all, all the husbands, they, they, they know that look too, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne put his hands up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, th- one of the things as I was preparing for, for this week and is just looking at about, you know, what we as Celebration Church, who we are called to be. And my heart this morning is, as I was sharing before, is just, that Celebration Church, where we're, we're called to, to so much more. And as I said, this season has kind of been pretty difficult, and it's easier to kind of just kind of wait, you know, we'll, you know wait COVID out, or wh- whatever it is, wait this season out. But I love that in the, the, as I said, in the book of Acts, that no matter what they were going through, they continued. They continued to keep on going. They continued to, to, to press on, to, to share the gospel. They continued to see miracles signs and wonders occur wherever god would send them and that's who we are called to be amen church is uh, you know coming to church is great but it's, it's called much more than that that each and every day we're called to live what we hear and if we turn if you've got your bibles here and we're going to come to our key scripture right now in matthew chapter 7 
and verse 24. Uh, just warning, there is a lot of scripture this morning. Um, the more that I read, I feel like the more that it encourages. So there's a lot of scripture this morning, but um, I know that it's going to encourage you. Amen. So Matthew 7, chapter, uh, chapter 7, verse 24, in the NIV version says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams flows, arose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on, on the sand, the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. I don't know about you, but when I read this uh, scripture, I, I, that song pops in my head, the, the rain came down and the floods rose up. Uh, who, who remembers ever singing that song when you... Um, Anyone who's probably a little bit older now, I've just put myself in that category. All the young people are, huh? Um, but I love that scripture. Uh, and I'm going to read it in the message version also now. So I'll read that again. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, um, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a stupid carpenter, I love that, who built his house on the sandy beach. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. When Jesus concluded his address, the crowd burst into applause. Well, they had never heard teaching like this. I, lo I love this part. It was apparent that he was living everything he was saying. Quite a contrast to their religion teachers. This was the best teaching they had ever heard. I love reading, you know, bits of um, uh, scripture with, with different translations. I love how it says stupid carpenter. You were like a stupid carpenter. Um, but I love this scripture. I love this passage of scripture. And I feel... One of the, the, the reasons why I wanted to share this, because I know that for some people here, this last season, there's kind of been like, you know, rain, there's been floods, there's been, you know, winds in your life that have been shaking you back and forth. And, and for some, you felt like you've just kind of f fallen over or things have collapsed as far, far from what you felt before. And I just want to remind you this morning, encourage you, hey, that it's not too late. The good news is, 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 is Jesus. <laughs> this morning you can choose to be like the wise or the smart builder, to build our lives upon Jesus. I suppose when you look, if you looked at both those houses, if there was two, if you could see that image of two builders building, you know, one built on the, the rock, one built on sand, They'd both look like houses. Yeah, they'd both, you'd go, you'd go yeah, yeah, they're, they're both houses. But the difference is the foundation. And for some of us here, we can, we can look like that. We can look like, we can look like a Christian. We can look like we follow Jesus. But underneath, the foundation isn't set. The foundation isn't, is not upon the solid rock, is not upon Jesus. And I just want to encourage you, also challenge us this morning. I'm even, you know, this is for me as well. What I'm, what I'm sharing about today is something that I've been, you know, working on in my life as well. So it's not something that I'm just saying, hey, this is for some people here and I'm going to, you know, this is for you or this is for you. No, no, this is for all of us. That whether you've had, you know, in this last season, you felt like things have just been pushing you back and forth, you know, storms have come and, 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 and you've kind of felt embarrassed or, or disappointed at yourself that you've, that you've not as strong as what you thought you were. Don't worry this morning. Just come back to the feet of Jesus. Build your life upon Jesus. And it can be easy to want our lives look beautiful and finished on the outside. In the last, um, you know, this last uh, 
last year, 2021, we had our house renovated. Um, and so when you, you know, there's an, uh, an addition to the house which had a foundation and, and you can look at the finished result and go, yeah, that's awesome. And, and some of us, when we look at our lives, we want to have the finished result. We want to look like the finished result without actually setting the foundation or without looking at what's on the inside and working on the things that are important. So I encourage you this morning, let's look at it from this perspective this morning. You know, let's, let's build our lives upon Jesus, set our lives upon the foundation, upon the rock, and work on the things that we need to work on. The foolish person uh, will spend their time beautifying the outward appearance, um, and this will allow them to, uh, to look good or appear to have it all together. But I tell you that the, if you have your life like that, it's only a matter of time before things are going to fall down. I say that. I say that as someone who has done that, who has lived that before. I'm sure we've all had those moments where we, I, I need to look like I have it all together. Otherwise, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, um, people expect me to be like this. And, but if I'm not working on me and not spending my time with Jesus, it's easy to look like I have it all together. But when things come, things start to fall apart. If you build your life upon anything else but Jesus, it will fail. And in Matthew chapter 23, verse 27, it says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to uh, people as righteous, but on the inside, you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. That's a, that's a pretty full-on passage, yeah? But it just shows us Jesus talking about the importance, not trying to have the appearance of looking like we have all things together. And if our foundation isn't upon Jesus, we can spend our lives and our effort and our time trying to have this appearance. In 1 Samuel verse, uh, chapter 16, verse 7, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Don't spend your time making the outward appearance of your life appearing to look great. It'll take time. It'll take, it'll, honestly, it'll take for the rest of your life. <laughs> Working on, the, for the rest of your life, spending time with Jesus, allowing the inside to become beautiful. And it can only happen in and through Jesus not in your own strength or ability, in and through Jesus. The wise person spends their time building their lives upon Jesus. In Psalm 18 verse 2, it says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. 1 Samuel 2 verse 2, There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. In that passage of Scripture we read earlier in Matthew 7, it talks about the wise person building his life upon the rock. And when you see these Scriptures, there is no rock like our God. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. He is your sure foundation. Here's your sure foundation so that when things seem like on the outside everything's falling apart, if your foundation is upon Jesus, he'll have your back. He'll have your life. It'll all be okay. Trust in him. And for some of us here, some, some of us here may have never had this, or had this thought or uh, even had this idea of building our life upon Jesus. And you may be thinking, how, how can I build my life upon Jesus? And some of us here may feel like we're kind of, as I said earlier, feeling a little bit off track, feeling a little bit far off of what our life was before. And um, as we continue this morning, we're going to be reminded of what's really important and how we can build our lives upon Jesus. And point number one is here is turn or return to Jesus. Some of us here have never given our lives to Jesus and this morning you can turn your life to Jesus. 
for some of us here who feel like our lives are a little bit off a track, this morning return. Return to Jesus. Come back. Come back to Him. Come back. Position yourself. In Acts chapter 3 and verse 19, it says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. I love that. I'll read that again. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing that may come from the Lord. If you're feeling like you need refreshing, there's a scripture there. Turn to God. Repent. Turn to God. Come back to Him so that times of refreshing may come. In Acts chapter 20, verse 21, I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. And in Revelation 2, verse 4, it says, Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. For some of us here, it can feel like we've forsaken that first love, forsaken what it was like when we first gave our lives to Jesus. How, how we felt about that, that amazing grace of, wow, Jesus died for me. Jesus made a way for me. And in the, in the noise and static of the world, in, in the storms and everything that goes on, it's so easy to forget but if we keep our keep ourselves aligned keep ourselves in touch with jesus keep ourselves at jesus feet and 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 building our lives upon him when that noise is happening when that the storms come it won't won't push you over it won't affect you i'll tell you what this season hey like you know when you look at because tells me like you gotta stop reading reading that you gotta stop looking at social media stop stop doing that you're getting yourself frustrated who 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 finds yourself getting frustrated and annoyed yeah yeah i do and it's like stop that's not important <laughs> looking at social media is not important you know some of us here probably just need to go you know what i need to i need to read the word I need to spend my spend more time with God than what I do looking at social media or find or reading about what what's the latest article and what's happening with COVID. All these things, all they do is they either bring frustration or they bring fear, anxiety, doubt. It's, it's just noise and static. But I encourage you, keep your lives fixed upon Jesus. Um, Paul spoke an amazing word last week about looking up. And we sang at the end of the service, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Looking heavenward. Our, our attention should always be looking upwards. Looking to Jesus. Because when we're looking at, you know, at what, at, at listening to the noise or looking at to what, um, what the, the, uh, all these articles and the media are putting out, it's only just going to, it's only going to block us, it's only going to stop us, it's only going to, Put this block in between you and seeing what the way that Jesus sees or hearing the way that, that, that God wants to, to speak to you and, 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 and having the, that heart that God has for, for, for his people, for yourself, for his people, for our city and for our nation. And the church needs to hear God's voice clearly. The church needs to be able to have that clarity because when you go out of here, and go out into your week and go out into your workplaces or go out and see your neighbors or strangers wherever you go. Who knows, you may have that opportunity to be able to speak love, to be able to speak hope in a future over someone. And how? You can do that because your eyes are fixed upon Jesus, not upon the circumstances, not upon what's going on. So turning or returning to Jesus requires making an intentional decision. Making an intentional decision to stop where you are right now and to turn to Jesus or return to Jesus. It requires positioning or repositioning yourself at the feet of Jesus. Some of us here have 
probably busied ourselves up or things are going on that we don't know what we're doing with so we're just keeping ourselves busy because it's too hard or it, or it hurts when we actually take that time to sit down and actually think about what God wants to do or it's we've been we've had too much disappointment we've had too much doubt where there's too much fear or, or whatever it may be and I remember you know for me when I was um, a lot younger that it was easier to go and spend time with friends and to, to make my life busy because I knew on the inside that if I spent if I was on my own I would have to work on the things with God that I had to work on and I, would, and I was too afraid to work on the things because I didn't know what was going to happen and it's so easy to do that and if that's you this morning I encourage you hey when you come around on the outside and the other side of that you look back and that and go that's the best decision I could have ever done is to not be afraid of having to work on myself with God hey I've done that again this year <laughs> make that decision because I found myself shrinking back, found myself full of disappointment, hurt, or whatever it may be. But I was like, you know what? That's not what I'm called to be. That's not who I'm called to be. That's not who you're called to be. That's not what Celebration Church is called to be. That's not what the church is called to be. It's the church is called to be. You know, when you read in, you know, leading up to that scripture about the wise and foolish builder in, in Matthew 7, it, it talks about that there's, um, in, in chapter 5, it starts off with the Beatitudes and all these teachings of, of, of Jesus. And one of, the, and one of the passages talks about you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Church, you are the light of the world. Just say that to yourself right now. You don't need to say it out loud in your heart because when we say that, everyone kind of it gets a little bit awkward. We don't know what to say. Then we repeat something else that we weren't meant to repeat or whatever. Just say into your spirit right now, I am the light of the world because that's who you are. You are the light of the world. That's what the church is called to be. And so as I was saying before, some of us here, we're busying our lives, making ourselves busy, looking like we're doing a lot of things for Jesus. And I try to get away from this scripture every time I, 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 you know, um, I'm speaking, but I always, have, I always read this scripture. And for those who um, in our creative team, you hear me read this scripture so many times. But it's so important because we can all do this. Mary and Martha, Luke chapter 10, verse 38 says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he had said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better. And this will not be taken away from her. And point number two this morning is learn from Jesus. So one was turn or return to Jesus. Point number two, learn from Jesus. How do we build our lives upon Jesus on the rock? We learn from Jesus. As I said before, that passage leading up in Matthew chapter 7, the Beatitudes, you know, the, as right at the end of the, that um, the Beatitudes where Jesus talks about the wise and foolish builder. And I encourage you to read it. But when we look at the life of Jesus, and I love how it said at the, in the message version, it said, they had never heard teaching like this. It was apparent that he was living everything he was saying, quite a contrast to their religion teachers. They had never heard teaching like this. It was apparent that he was living everything he was saying. Do you feel like you're living everything that you're saying? I know there are times where I haven't. So easy to not to. And as the church, it's so important that what we are saying, we are living. Because the world looks at us. And who knows, maybe why our neighbor or our friend or our family won't come to church is because they look at the way we're living. Or you ask it for yourself. Am I living a way that others would see and go, wow, 
there's something different about them, something that I like, something that encourages me. Are we living our lives? Are we living what we're declaring or preaching? We are called to learn from Jesus. And how can we learn from Jesus? And this is one of the things, a couple of things that, that are, that are um, the first one that I, I've been intentional about doing more this year is immersing myself in his word, immersing myself in the Bible. It's so important. And I love that the more at the moment, the more that I'm reading, the, the more that I'm just encouraging and, and, and it's, it's encouraging me. It's, it's, it's breathing life. And we know that in Hebrews 4 verse 12, it says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I love that. The word of God is living and active. So when you read it, if you, if you come with an open heart, wanting to learn from Jesus, it will speak to you. It will breathe life into your soul. It will come alive. It will cause you to see who you are called to be. It will cause you to see who the church is called to be. It will call you to, um, cause you to see who Celebration Church is. It's called to be. It will cause you to see who you're sitting next to, who they're called to be. Immerse yourself in the Word of God. I mean, there are many things that I could speak about this morning, but these are a couple of things that I wanted to, to share about this morning. Immerse yourself in the Word of God. In Psalm chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, in the message version, it says, Instead, you thrill to God's word. You chew on Scripture day and night. You're a tree replanted in Eden, bearing fruit, fresh fruit every month, never dropping a leaf, always in blossom. I'll read that again. Instead, you thrill to God's word. You chew on Scripture day and night. You're a tree replanted in Eden, bearing fresh fruit every month, never dropping a leaf, always in blossom. There's promises there for you. You read that. You, you, you come to God's Word. You, you, you read it day and night. You do that. You'll be like a tree replanted in, in, the, in Eden. You're bearing fresh fruit every month, never dropping a leaf, always in blossom. There'll always be something in your spirit, no matter what you're going through, because you've immersed yourself in the Word of God. And can I encourage you, Encourage each other about reading the Word of God. I love that there are some here, you know, who are, who are taking this time at the, at the start of every year. They, they take the time to read through the whole Word of God. There's Bible plans that you can do. There's one um, that, you know, that I know that I think Benny's doing. There's one you do in 30 days, which is, uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of reading. Um, but you can also listen to the Word of God on version as well, so which is awesome. But there are a lot of plans that you can do to read the Word of God. I encourage you, read more than you ever have before. If you're someone here who likes to make um, New Year's resolutions, may that be one of your resolutions. May that be one of your goals this year, to read the Word of God more than you've ever have before. But don't just read it just to read it, just to come to the point of going, yes, I read the whole Bible this year. How great am I? Because we end up being like the Pharisees. We'll end up being like those whitewashed tombs going on the outside going, wow, that person read the whole Bible. But if you haven't let it transform your life, we've missed the point. So immerse yourself in the Word of God more than you ever have before so that when you read it, it changes you from the inside out. It changes you from the inside out. I love that song, from the inside out. Sorry, I don't know if, if you, whenever you, whenever you're um, talking to someone, or you, you think, and all of a sudden a song pops in your head, and you're like, yeah, yeah, from the inside out. Let the word of God change you from the inside out. Let God consume you. Let His word become life and light in your soul this morning. 
How else can we learn from Jesus? Immerse yourself in his presence. Immerse yourself in his presence. This morning we, we spent the first mo- the few moments of, of this service immersing ourselves in God's presence. I encourage you that when you come to church, don't wait to be encouraged. Come open. Come ready to, like, you know, when you read Mary and Martha, come like Mary did. Straight at Jesus' feet. Here I am, Jesus. I'm ready to learn. Come and speak to me this morning. Holy Spirit, come and speak to me this morning. Immerse yourself in his presence. Don't just wait for a Sunday to spend time in his presence. When was the last time you put on some worship at home? When was the last time you actually put on some worship and actually sat down in his presence? Because it's one thing to be able to put worship on, have the, that atmosphere play throughout the day, and that's great. But have you also spent time going, you know what, I'm just going to sit here with you. I'm going to sit here with you this morning, God. I'm just going to take this moment. I'm just going to worship you. I'm just going to sit in your presence. In his presence. In Psalm 96 verse 9 it says, Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Psalm 29 verse 2, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. And this scripture that we had for our key, for our theme last year, Psalm 91 verse 9, 1, sorry, Psalm 91 verse 1, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. You know what? In a few weeks, we're going to come up to to Vision Sunday again for 2022. Can I tell you that even over the last couple of years, you know, last year was Pursuit. You know, we've had other ones around the the, Godly Raw can I tell you, just because that's, they're not our themes moving forward, that doesn't stop. We're called to continue to have that godly roar. We're called to continue to pursue Jesus, to pursue the Father. Keep doing that, church. Don't just wait for the theme for the year and go, well, I'm going to wait for the theme and this is what I'm going to do. No, just keep pursuing Jesus. Keep pursuing Him. May those things become a part, just a part of who you are. Our vision you know, the, for this year and our, our themes over the last few years, it just becomes a part of who we are as Celebration Church. We are a church that has a godly roar. If you don't feel like that this morning... That's who we're called to be. Find that godly roar. And I, I, like, last year's theme was one of my favorites, pursuit. Because for me, everything else comes out of pursuing Jesus, Come, getting to know Jesus, everything. So if I want to get that godly roar, I can't do that on my own strength and ability. It comes from pursuing Jesus. I want to see my life flourish I can't do that in my own strength. I can try, but I'll just get tired eventually. But what I know is just to pursue Jesus. So how can we do it? Immerse yourself in his presence. Listen to worship. Spend time singing. Even if you don't like to sing or you think, I don't have a good voice, still sing. Because the word of God, you know, many psalms, so sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord a new song. Don't hold back. Sing. God's not concerned with how it sounds. He's concerned from where it's coming from. And if it's coming from your heart, that's a beautiful sound to Him. Lift up your voice. There are times where, even this week, I was listening to to, uh, to a song in the car. I was just driving. And I was just, and I was singing along, and I found myself that, you know, we talk about that godly roar, that 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 
as I was singing, I, I, I felt that, that, that courage start to, start to rise again. Allow yourself, sing. Al- al- create space for yourself to just to worship God. Even if it means that, you know, you don't, you, you don't have space at home, go f- if, you, if you can, go for a drive. Go somewhere where it's just, just drive, put it on your car, do that, sing at the top of your lungs. Just worship him. Immerse yourself in his presence. Sing to the Lord a new song. Spend time waiting on him. Waiting, uh, it's such a, it's such a hard thing to do. <laughs> it can be so hard. We've got, we're in a world now where we want things instantly. We can usually get things happen, you know, pretty, pretty quickly, you know. Years ago, it was, you know, talking about how we hated the, the microwave. It felt like it was too long. Now, it's like when the streaming service is loading, it's like, why is it taking so long? Why is this little thing just circle, just going around in a circle and it's not going? What's happening? Has someone unplugged the, the, the internet? Has someone, what's happening? We get so impatient. Or we want to go to the self-serve checkout and it's like, there's like two people in front of us. Oh, come on. Or you go, you go well, I've got six items, I'll go to the 12 items or less, and you look at the person in front of you, and you count what they've got. Because you, you know they ain't got 12. Who's done that before? Yeah, 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 we've all done that. We get so impatient. Christmas time, before Christmas, that lead up to Christmas in, in the supermarkets, it's just crazy. Every year, I just, I just say to myself, just, just chill, just walk, just be calm, be patient. And I find myself in and out of the supermarket quicker than what I would have. It's probably the sa- uh, definitely the same amount of time, but it's just that I've just taken the different attitude. I'm just going to be patient. just going to be thankful. It's just a season. We'll get through this. But wait upon God. We underestimate that Im- the importance of waiting upon Him. When you're immersing yourself in His presence, wait upon Him. In a moment, in a few moments, we're going to get Ryan to come up and and, they, and, and Ryan and Kez are just going to lead us in some worship for a moment. We'll have a moment of waiting as well. But it's such, so important to wait upon God. And when you're immersing yourself in His presence, I find that when I've waited upon Him or spent time worshipping Him, seeing, then there are things on my heart that I want to pray about. I don't know about you, often I find it if I'm just going, I should pray, and I go, oh, I don't know, uh, Jesus, I pray that you bless them. And I'm like, yeah, that's a, yeah, it's good, it's, it's good that they be blessed. But I'm like, God, surely there's deeper prayers that, you know, unless that's what I feel like in my spirit to pray, pray, then that's fine. But so often we can pray, and we know that when we're praying, we're like, and that's a pretty shallow prayer. Anyone ever felt like that before? It's like, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm going through the motions here, praying because I better get my prayer minutes up for the day or something. It's like when you go for a, um, you know, on your phone or your, your app, you know, you've got to get your steps up, your daily step up, counter up, and, and you know that sometimes, you know, eh, I don't know, you shake your phone or whatever, or you, you yeah, yeah, and get, you get the little vibration, yep, done my steps for the day. Sometimes we know we didn't really, but it says that it's there, so the record's there. But we can kind of do that with prayer. It's like we kind of pray these things and it's like, eh, no, I really didn't take that time. So what I found that when I've immersed myself in his presence, and when I wait upon him, I worship him, then there are things on my heart to pray for. There are things in my spirit that I need to declare over someone, over my family, over myself, or that I find myself just wanting to just pour out adoration to Jesus, adoration to the Father. So immerse yourself in his presence. And, and this last point today is um, how do we build our lives upon Jesus? We live for Jesus. As I said before, I talked about at the end of that Matthew 7, it said it was clearly you could see that he lived what he spoke. And in James chapter 1, verse 22, what we learn isn't just for, for us. What you learn isn't just for you. What we learn is, is we're called to take that out and to live what we learn 
to go and take, to share what we learn with others. In James chapter 2, verse 14, it says, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, and I have deeds. Show me your faith without your deeds, and I'll show you by my, my faith by my deeds or by what I do. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. Wow. Such a powerful passage of Scripture there. It's one thing to believe, but then it's another to act upon what you believe. That's a challenge. That's such a challenge. That, that challenges my heart. We believe that, that we're called to see miracles, signs, and wonders. We believe that we're called to see people healed. We believe that we're called to see people saved. What are we doing? Ask yourself that question. What am I doing? It's okay, baby girl. That's my little baby over there. Thanks, Beth, for baby winter. It's okay. <laughs> What are we doing with what we believe? Let that be a challenge for us in 2022. That as we return to Jesus, as we learn from him and as we live, that we'd go out full of strength because of what we learn. And in Matthew chapter 28, it says, uh, and in 18, then Jesus said to the, came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And this is for all of us here. Therefore, go. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Go. Go make disciples. Celebration Church, let's go and make disciples. Let's not just go and make disciples of everyone that's here already. Let's go. Let's go into our city. Let's go into the world, make disciples. Let's go into the world and, 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 and act upon what we believe. The world needs it. The world needs it. The world needs it. Your neighbor needs it. Your family needs Jesus. The stranger needs Jesus. Coming to church is great, but if we come to church and don't live what we learn, we miss the point. We become fat Christians, selfish Christians, just coming for our own gain. But what we carry is powerful, for what we carry is Jesus. What you carry is powerful because you carry Jesus inside of you. As a result of spending time with Jesus, as a result of pursuing Him, we'll see people saved. We'll see people healed. We'll see miracles, signs, and wonders. Don't get it, don't get it mixed around. Don't, don't go and try and see miracles, signs, and wonders occur, but neglect spending time with Jesus. Neglect spending time with the, with the miracle maker. It is not you who make the miracles happen. We have just become his vessels in which God moves in and through. Let's not get it messed around. 
I love in, in John chapter 15, we don't have that scripture there, but it tells us to abide in Jesus. When I, when I think about that abide, it's like nestling yourself right into Jesus. And Jesus, I'm just going to abide with you. I'm going to be here with you. I'm going to take this time just to, to spend this moment with you. And we're going to do that uh, this morning. And Ryan, if you want to come up. Why don't we, where we are right now, just, just keep, um, close our eyes. Open up your hearts where you are this morning. I'm going to read a couple of um, passages of Scripture here. But just start to wait upon, upon Him. In a moment, we're going to also sing a, a um, song about building our lives upon Jesus. And if you're here this morning and you feel like you, if you want to come down to, to, the, to the front, feel free to do that. If you want to, you know, if you, if you want to be, stay where you are, that's fine too. But if you this morning are here and you think, well, Jesus, I just want to turn or return to you. I want to learn from you. I want to live for you. And just in your heart this morning, just just start to to open up your heart. And I'm going to read these couple of scriptures, and and as I read them, I believe that God's just going to just solidify what we've been talking about this morning. He's going to encourage you. He's going to strengthen you. So as I read this, let the words just speak to your heart this morning, speak to your soul, cause your spirit to, to awaken in Jesus' name. And in Romans chapter 8 it says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I'll read it again. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are more than a conqueror. And Ephesians 2, verse 19. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow Christian citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. I'll read that again. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus as himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built together 
to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. And as the guys just sing this, just open up your heart. As I said before, you can come down the front. You can be where you are. You can stand. You can kneel. You can. This is this is your moment with with uh, with God. Just allow these words to speak over you. Okay, we're just going to keep that atmosphere for the moment. And as I said earlier, there's there's some of us here that you may be here and you've you've never turned and given your life to Jesus before. So while everyone's eyes are, are closed, I'd like to give you that opportunity. If you're someone here that you've never given your turned your life to Jesus before, or you feel like your life is far off track, and you think I need to return to Jesus this morning. Why don't you just lift your hands where you are? And I'm just going to open that up to even more. If you're feeling like, it may not even feel like your life's that far off track, but it may just feel that there's something missing or you're feeling like, man, I'm not living my life. There's something about my life that just doesn't feel fully complete or the way that I know that I'm called to live. Because I don't know about you, as I said, for me earlier this year, I was like, man, I need to return to the feet of Jesus. I need to stop trying to do things in my own strength or ability. And if, you're, if that's you this morning, we're going to continue to sing. Pour out your heart to Jesus this morning. Open up your heart to Him. I just encourage you, come back to the feet of Jesus. Jesus, I want to build my life upon you. Jesus, I want to build my life upon you today. That as I go from this place, that my life will be set upon the solid rock. That my life will be set upon you, Jesus. So as we stand together, let's stand together. And as we worship you, may our lives be filled with you this morning. May our lives be encouraged. As I said at the, at the start, May you resettle us, may you refocus us, may you realign us and reaffirm us and revive us this morning. Lord, may you cause such a, a um, um, cause us to be a people who will be bold, to be strong, bold and courageous. A church that does not shrink back. A church that knows they are more than conquerors. A church that is not only full of faith, but goes out and lives what we, what we speak. Lord, we just thank you for your presence. Lord, we don't want to just leave this place and go, yeah, that was a great service, and then go on for the rest of the week and not think about this, and our lives are not changed or transformed from the inside out. But Lord, may our lives be transformed from the inside out. Lord, that not just this week, not just today, but forever, Lord, that we continue to, to, to return to you, Jesus. That we continue to learn from you. And that we continue to live that which we learn. That our lives will be built upon Christ, the solid rock. Consume us from the inside out, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you that this place is called to see many saved. Because we know what the outcome of that will be. So have your way. May you be blessed and encouraged. And Lord, I pray that this week, Lord, I pray that for all of us that we'd have opportunities God moments to share the gospel. Moments to, to pray for those that need our prayer. Moments to encourage for those that need to be encouraged. Moments to be kind to those who need extreme kindness. 
moments to be generous to those who are in need. In your mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. I just pray that you be encouraged and blessed as we go. Amen, Amen. Well, go out, have a wonderful day. Have an amazing week. And we'll see you here next week where we'll hear the amazing Pastor Joel uh, sharing with us. Bless you all. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.